Hello, Jingles. Hello, Smider. How y'all doing? Doing hey, good. Good, good, good. Doing good. I have to do our intro now, so here's our intro. Are you ready? Yes. Well, it's the Riff Show. We got a big, bad Riff Show tonight. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm going to stop right there because otherwise I don't want to mess stuff up. <laughs> but it's a Riff wow. Show. It's a Riff Show, folks. <laughs> Here we go. We're just we're riffing today. So, uh, first, <laughs> first thing. Okay, uh, Mister Mister White. So, what would you like off of the menu today? <laughs> yeah, that 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 hey, that would be crazy. Uh, hey, uh, hey, Big Will. Yes, sir. So what uh, yeah, what does Macho Man sound like when uh, he forgets why he stepped into a room? You, what am I doing here? Yeah, I'm not for sure what's going on. Like I came in here oh, to no, do no. something, but I don't remember I, what I, it I was. Got I got you. No, no. Yeah, all he does is that he stands there, squints, and he looks around. And he goes, "Oh yeah." Uh-huh. <laughs> and like slow nods to so he's slowly remembering why he was in that room. This is this is I'm getting there, yeah. I'm remembering things, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm, yeah, yeah. Mm, I, <laughs> that's I'm all right. he said. Mm-hmm. I think of God. yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to And re- then he says, Yeah, dig it, and then leaves. Gotta go, yeah. Gotta leave, yeah. Go somewhere else. Maybe to the kitchen to fix, uh, I don't know what I'm gonna fix, but I'll figure it out when I get there, yeah. Uh huh. All right, so first things first, gentlemen, what made you happy this week? What you, what you, anything exciting that you got to do to, that made you happy? Uh, well, I didn't do a whole lot this week, except, uh, this Saturday we had our lovely sister on stream with us and we played kingdom hearts oh yeah and that was very special and it made me very happy simple and clean is the way it should be yeah uh, it's simple and clean is the way you're making me feel tonight (laughs) i thought there was a point where it said uh, okay i'm sorry i was wrong i thought there was a point (laughs) in the song where it said simple and clean is the way it should be and then they co- continue on something else. clean is the way that you're making me feel okay. tonight. It's hard to let it go. In case you wanted to know what it sounded like. There you go. I unfortunately couldn't stick around for the whole thing, but yeah, it was an absolute blast. It's so good. Yeah, I, I got think, to hear part of it. I think we got it. like a good, a good third of the way through the game, I think. Yeah. Mm. I think um, I, I almost wish, after hearing y'all's banter, I almost wish there was a podcast with y'all bantering on stuff, just you three, on an on a episode, just going into, you know, Disney and stuff. I know she was doing some Disney trivia with you guys and different things like that, and, and us as the audience listening in and mm-hmm. uh, things like that. So I thought it was really interesting. There was a lot of interesting commentary on a lot of interesting things. So It, uh... It's interesting because I was talking with Jingles and he was saying that, like, going back and re-listening, it's surprising how good our sister is on the mic. Yeah, she's pretty great. Yeah, it it there's not a there's not like you see you hear some people and there's a little bit of nervousness or there's a little bit of a, a 
disconnect between what they're doing versus what's going what's being said and you have a lot of those moments where it's like um yeah um like okay um yeah that's you didn't really hear that with her no she's a great talker so there you go roscoe sister great talker dope person great talker there you go uh, there you go. I got to see a couple of things this week that su- were surprisingly good, considering I didn't expect them to be good. Um, I went to go see the D and D movie this see, week. This is because this is because you lack faith. Mm. Mm-hmm. You I, didn't you didn't believe because you didn't want mm-hmm. to believe. Well, I going to be a good movie. I saw the last D and D movie, sir, with Marlon Wayans <laughs> in it. So yeah, pardon me for being a little scarred. That wasn't the last one. That was the first one. What was the last? Wait, what? There was one between this one and this one. There you, were two in between that one and this see, one. I did you not got know this. Him almost to say the first last one. Yes, the first <laughs> last one. So wait, was okay because I know Jason Statham was in like a spin. I didn't realize that was part of like a series of movies. I oh. mean, they're loosely connected. Yeah, oh, okay, and that has nothing to do with D and D. Gotcha. Yeah, the, the 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 only thing that really connects all of them is that they're based on D and D. Yeah, okay. I thought it was uh, based off of uh, a different IP, like in the name of the king. I thought. That oh, was that him. that yeah yeah. I, I was I was referring to the D and D movies. Okay, I just didn't realize there, 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 there are three different D and D movies. Right before okay. that, you were talking about one. Jason Statham. Well, I he brought Jason up Jason Statham. Statham. I wasn't saying anything. Yeah. yeah, and I was trying to differentiate. Yeah, yeah. The two IPs. Gotcha. Yeah, they're 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 different IPs. Okay, yeah. good to know. And so, but what are the other two D and D movies then? Because I just I'm just not aware. Uh, I'll have to look up the titles, but they're, okay. they're they're all called Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay, interesting. So I, while you're doing that, I'll continue talking, and then if you find that here in the next few seconds, we'll let you get that out there. Uh, so I was gonna say, I also watched Snake Eyes today, and Snake Eyes was one of those. It was just like I needed an action movie, you know, to kind of hype me up a little bit. And not that I was feeling bad or anything, I just needed something. I just saw I was on. I was at my uh, Kentucky Mama's house and I saw uh, Amazon Prime, which I don't have. So I was flipping through trying to see what they had on there, and I was like, "Oh, I haven't seen Snake Eyes yet. Let me give this a chance." Because even though I was very much like, I don't understand why we have an origin story about a guy who doesn't talk. In it, in most of the folklore of GI Joe, he doesn't speak, but then he's speaking all the time, and his face is all out and everything. And I was like, "Well, let me." check this out and they really had a cool story for those who probably weren't really ever initiated into the land of gi joe so i i do know that they didn't it, the movie didn't do well in theaters so i don't know that there is there ever going to be a plan to pick this franchise back up with that current idea probably not so but considering the the other movies are really not very good no no there was of course the Channing Tatum driven with Marlon Wayans, I believe, uh, G.I. Joe movie. And then there was the sequel with The Rock driven G.I. Joe movie. <laughs> Did you say Wayans? Damon? What did Damon Wayans? Or Marlon Wayans? Their name is Wayans. Wayans. Not Wayans. I thought it was Wayans. It's Wayans. I love okay. it. I love it. <laughs> Dad, come it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would know this, considering your culture. Yeah, well, I've always said it that way, so I didn't realize it was different. I've always heard it that way. Wayne's. 
thought they were the Wayans brothers. I didn't realize they were the Wayans yeah. brothers. But that makes more sense. <laughs> Actually, but, but so, uh, yeah. for, I got I got the movie trilogy. Okay, yeah. good. Well, me too. So the the first one came out in two thousand with Jeremy Irons in it, being just the best. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, and then the second one was Dungeons and Dragons: Wrath of the Dragon God in two thousand five, and then for some reason in twenty twelve came out Dungeons and Dragons three: The Book of Vile Darkness. Uh, okay, and it was the direct to DVD. Movie. That's why I probably never saw it because I never knew to look for well, it. Well, nobody did. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you one thing that didn't. And if you say that you did, you're lying. <laughs> I'm gonna go hunt down these movies now, just so I can just so I can go through and watch them all. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> this is true. This is true. So see, 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 people who listen to the show. Um, I can take a piece of advice and I can go. Oh, I probably don't necessarily need to listen to it. Uh, there was an old episode from a while back where we instructed somebody that they didn't have to listen, watch a movie. They then went and watched said movie and then blamed us for them watching it and not liking it. And we're just like, but we told you it wasn't good. We, we did outright say, don't watch it. <laughs> don't it's bad. watch this movie. <laughs> so you make and then up they were all mind. like, why did, why did you make me watch that movie? We said not to. <laughs> <laughs> but you make up your own minds that you enjoy what you enjoy and you won't find any critical ear here one way or the other. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, one thing that didn't make me happy was uh, the announcement yesterday on April the 1st that uh, Netflix had given Dave Bautista a bunch of money to do a comedy special called Dave Bautista. I've never done this before. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't funny. And then he got a guy on stage and actually hit him with a chair and then come to find out, oh, Netflix is playing into the April Fool stuff. That, that, that made me kind of upset a bit. But I get it. You didn't like an April Fool's joke? I'm not an April Fool's fan. Like, people do dumb stuff on April Fool's Day. Like, you'll have couples yeah, that have man. been together for a while, and they'll be like, oh, I'm single now. And it's just like, why would you do that? Just, oh, because it's April Fool's? <laughs> you know. Yeah, some people do take April Fool's jokes too far. Yeah. But something like, yeah, Dave Batista releasing a comedy special. Or like, like yeah. that sounds so far-fetched. Why would that be believable? Yeah. yeah. Or... Conversely, a corporation just making a phony product to have a laugh on April Fool's. Mm-hmm. Example would be IGN making a fake Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, a fake video about oh, now the movie voices for Super Mario Brothers. No, yeah, that was a good one. Are yeah. gonna be, uh, in the video going to be now. put into the the old video games. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. I well, saw that it's, one it's right, right after. I saw that one right after the Sonic the Hedgehog mystery game where Sonic died and they're trying to figure out who killed him. Yeah, that's a that's a half joke mm-hmm. because it was a fan game that is going to be officially released. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, for free. Interesting. So, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, or you know that old. Uh, Legend of Zelda live action trailer. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that was an April Fool's joke. That well, actually, you're, you're probably that right. That was an April Fool's joke. There was. But, a, I mean, yeah. that was a high effort April Fool's joke. Yeah, exactly. That's the kind I. That respect. really doesn't hurt anything. No. Doesn't like ruin relationships or anything. No. Yeah, I think one of my one of my most like like I wanted to scream into like the cosmos when I saw this one. Of course, as any of you listen to the show know, I'm a Heroclix player. I've been playing Heroclix for a long time. 
And so one year, back around, I think about 2006, 2007, um, the people that did WizKids actually came out and announced a Disney-based set where it was going to be sub-themes of things like Kingdom Hearts. And it was going to be, you know, Pixar was going to have a subset in it. And, you know, Mickey Mouse himself was going to have a few different variations in each slot. So, like, in the common slot, there'd be a regular Mickey. Um, in the uncommon slot, there would be Mickey, but it would be Mickey from the current era. And then in the rare spot, it would be a Mickey that is from Kingdom Hearts. Well, then the Chase Mickey was going to be the Steamboat Willie variant um, that was in black and white. You know, and, and so they were going to do, they had this really cool, like, press sheet. Yeah, like Buzz Lightyear and Woody. They were going to do a whole thing of um, Toy Story and the different Pixar films. Incredibles were going to have a, have a team and a team ability and all that stuff. And then right down at the bottom of the post, after, like, 15 minutes of reading, it's like, oh, by the way, guys, please do us a favor and look at the top of the thing and determine the date in which we posted this before you respond in the comments. And we're just like, oh, got him. I was hyped. I was like, I want to run Frozone and a whole bunch of the Incredibles, and I want to run this, and I want to. Yeah, it, it didn't go well for me. So, yeah, yeah, that was that was the moment that April Fools kind of snagged me the opposite way. And I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah, we're all in on the joke, but meh. Um. So anyway, I just never believe anything that's announced. On, on April the first. Uh, April first. April first. Yeah, man. Yep. Just just believe everyone's gonna lie on that day pretty much. <laughs> everyone's going to lie to me. <laughs> All right. So that's it. We're gonna go on to the, the riff in the news today. Well, hold on a second. Oh. You didn't let Smiter say what made him happy. I thought I, just, he, no, I didn't I have thought, anything this I'm week. Sorry, you go ahead. I thought you had oh. said something. I apologize. Go ahead. Oh, not the I'm Paul Bear, now. not the Paul Bear voice. No, I'm a ghost now. I'm I have ghost. to speak. <laughs> ah, boo! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I mean, it scares you so much. Heart I... palpitations. <laughs> um, you know, I've actually been really enjoying um these new uh interviews and podcasts I've been listening to, just about marketing and book marketing and uh how to uh increase your workout just i've been enjoying what's been happening what's been making me happy this week is learning and learning new skills for the uh for the career that i want to get into okay there's nothing wrong with that mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. it's been said that people that want to advance in this thing called life must become avid learners of the crafts that they're wanting to do it do in order to make the things happen so that's valid right and on. more important that's what i intend to do Woo yep and also uh just this morning you finished the resident evil 4 remake so good i think that made you kind of happy that made me pretty happy the resident evil 4 remake it's it's so good so dope it's a 10 out of 10 game just like the first one groovy Groovy, groovy, groovy. Well, anybody else have anything else on what made them happy this week before we jump into the first topic of the Riff Day, Riff Show? No, nope. that should do it. That should do it. All right. So speaking of writing, uh, Amy Jo Johnson, the original Pink Ranger, is going to be writing a Power Rangers comic with her, uh, I believe it says her boyfriend. 
And so her husband, I thought. Is it boyfriend or fiance? Oh, it says partner, whatever that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mighty Morphin Power Ranger publisher Boom Studios announced a brand new series written by former and original Mighty Morphin Power, Mighty Morphin Pink Ranger herself, Amy Jo Johnson, and her partner, director Matt Hudson. The series is scheduled to release later this year. As part of, I'm assuming, the Power Rangers 30th anniversary stuff that they've been doing. I know Boom is doing a big uh, catch-up book series on Kickstarter right now where they're going in and doing, like, the big three big huge hardcovers, you know, for the Power Rangers stuff. Have y'all ever read it much of the Power Rangers as far as the comic stuff goes? Heck no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, it's basically it's just a real short announcement talking about her writing it, uh, shared brief story details, essentially it would follow the current day events of the favorite hero some 30 years later at the time of her original announcement. Uh, also states that her contribution to the 30th anniversary of the Power, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and is one of the many reasons she overlooked returning for the show for the upcoming reunion special. So... Right. Which she also did state that part of the reason was because they just didn't offer her what she felt like she was worth. Which I'm like, okay, she made that decision. But she also had another reason for not doing it now. So she we've established that. So that's not all that you know, there's not a whole ton of news on that other than we're getting more Power Rangers comic books written by Rangers themselves, people who've been in those shoes. So I'm not mad about that. I hope they're good. I hope that they I tell their awesome say, stories. I, I hope that they're good. You that's know. that's the caveat I have. Yeah. I don't care who writes them as long as they're good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, everybody talks about, well, people write comic books, obviously, they're fans. I'm like, well, you know, I don't remember much of the stuff that CM Punk wrote. Although CM Punk wrote a bunch of stuff for Marvel, but it's not like I hear people talking about that now. You know, like I don't see him getting that Oh, many really? Jobs. I did. I looked at a whole bunch of comics and all I found was uh, comics written by some loser named Phil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't I don't know what CM stands for in CM Punk, but I don't think it's Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Phil Brooks himself here. Phil Brooks. <laughs> Mr. Brooks. Mr. Hey, I was expecting some guy named Hunter, and all I got is some <laughs> big giant guy named Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Paul Levesque. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told you I was... Uh, I said it was the game a long time ago. I had a pose off against Scott Steiner once in the middle of the ring. Uh. <laughs> I was watching because uh, Triple H has been doing some like uh, like shoot interview stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. Uh, I've been watching like podcasts and stuff. It's been mm. really cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, somebody was all like, uh, please state your name. And he was all like, Triple H. Nice. And I'm all like. Okay, you had an opportunity, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we all know, okay, we're all familiar with kayfabe. Like, it, that's one of the things that uh, I will try and, um, like, defend about professional wrestling. Uh, and something that I prefer is I would like to know what the what's the kayfabe and what's real. And then, so I can just support the kayfabe when it's like, oh, it's kayfabe time right now. I'm like, mm -hmm. cool. I'm in it. Yeah. And then when kayfabe is over, then I'm just like, cool, let's let's keep it like shoot now. Uh, so when it, when it's like, oh, this is a, like a real interview, they're actually asking him questions. And it's all like, I'm Triple H. And I'm all like, mm, okay. <laughs> Had a chance. Ah, uh, 
Uh, speaking of, before we break into the next thing, uh, by the way, since we're in this, there's a late breaking news thing that just popped through on my feed. Uh, apparently, um, WWE nears deal to be sold to UFC parent Endeavor. Uh, Vince McMahon's World Wrestling Entertainment is in advance talks to be sold to Area Emil's Endeavor Group, which is the parent company of UFC. The deal would combine UFC and WWE into one publicly traded company, and WWE has spent more spent the past several months looking for a buyer. So um, let's that see. doesn't sound like Saudi Arabia. No, definitely <laughs> doesn't sound like Saudi Arabia. But uh, it says it's it, almost as if. That was just a rumor. Could have been. Could have been. Uh, Endeavor is slated to own 51% of the new combat sports and entertainment company, while WWE shareholders would get 49%, according to the people. Endeavor deal gives the WWE an enterprise value of $9.3 billion, they said. Emmanuel is expected to act as the chief executive for both Endeavor and the new company. McMahon, likewise, is expected to be the executive chairman. So basically, he would be put back in full power. For this deal, if it goes through, Dad, gum it. It's not what I wanted to hear. <laughs> so nobody I wanted to hear. I needed Vince to retire, man. Be a granddad. Go away. <laughs> Please retire. <laughs> Please retire. It's like they're and they break down stuff even further. Like Dana White will remain the president of UFC, while WWE CEO Nick Khan will serve as the president of the wrestling business. It's like I'm just like just keep Vince away. Like he doesn't need to be executive chairman anymore, man. Like, he could just be granddad, go away, man. Just, that's all I'm saying. Because I thought his whole thing was supposedly he was just wanting to be there to help sell that, and then he would leave. And I'm like, yeah, you know, he's not going anywhere. So then I wonder how that's gonna work if you know is Triple H gonna still be over creative. Because I feel like that's the thing that's really helped the WWE get out of the drums that it's been in for the last several years. So, you know, does he does he go back to being over creative? Because if he goes back to being over creative, I think we're going to end up seeing WWE take a nosedive after this. So, but that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, right. Yeah. We'll see. Because <laughs> first the sale has to go through. It has to be official. So we're just talking about it as far as because it came in just a minute ago on my phone feed. Like, hey, this could happen really soon. So this WrestleMania that we're currently watching will be maybe the last WrestleMania owned by McMahon. Because it's owned by Endeavor. I don't think they're going to be trying to sell it back to them later. So there we go. Could be. There. So anyway, uh, we've got some Marvel news. Um, and I think uh, we have another person that's going to break that one for us. Now, why would you say something like that? Well, you know, I mean. <laughs> for those that don't know, I was telling Will before we started recording. <laughs> I was all like, oh, hey, this seems like a good joke I want to throw out. And you're like, ah, that must mean that he's got it all figured out. I yeah. love it, Will. I love it. You got to give him a little bit of a setup. <laughs> you got to say, you got to literally say the The phrase. setup was, oh, I think he wants to break this no. thing. Check check this out. Okay. <laughs> this oh, is Lord. how you set it up. You go, and just in Marvel news, it seems that Liv Tyler will be joining the NWO. New World Order. Oh man, did you guys did you guys know that there's never been 
uh, a female wrestler that's been part of NWO. Much less an actress, he brother. Said with conf- with blind confidence. <laughs> Much less an okay, actress, brother. Did you ever see Liv Tyler come in, brother? I tell you. There she is, brother. We got no, no. They see, like, they just. I don't know how they would announce it exactly, but I get the feeling that it would be like, oh, like uh, I don't know, maybe Hogan uh, showed up and did something, and like he fought dirty in a match. And they're like, we want to announce our new partner that's going to be joining uh, the NWO, and then they say, Liv Tyler, and then uh, for some reason, yeah. Liv Tyler shows. Up. She comes out. She comes out to her dad's song "Dream On." Oh, that's actually really good. Wow! Her wrestling, yeah. Her her theme song would be an Aerosmith song. Exactly. So she just comes out. Medusa comes running out to stop the NWO, and then she just hits Medusa with a chair, breaks it right there on the on the ramp. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, yeah. 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 No. No. It, it's it's awesome. And uh, oh my god, she still looks beautiful. Captain America: New World Order. By the way, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> she will come back as Betty Ross. Uh, the first time we've had a Betty in the current MCU, uh, because the last time she was in the MCU was back when they did the. Um, the Ed, oh gosh, what's his name? The guy who Norton. was in Fight Club, Ed Norton version of the Hulk before they replaced him with uh, Mark Ruffalo. And so she'll be coming back as Betty with possible rumors that she might be in a red She-Hulk. So, of course, if she's... Okay. Oh my gosh, Will. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just said with rumors. I'm not confirming it's true. I'm stating it's I a rumor. Love- I love that there was no stopping you. No. What, what am I supposed to stop <laughs> for? As soon as you said it, as soon as you said it, Jingles was like, dude. <laughs> what? First, we should probably get through the actual facts and then maybe start talking about rumors. She was playing Betty, Betty Ross. That's the fact. Uh, <laughs> she's gonna be Betty Ross, and baby also gonna be Red She Hulk. <laughs> okay. Oh uh, well. Mm, okay. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. That's the that's the thing. And of course, her father will be played not by William Hurt this time, but played, of course, by Harrison Ford, who will be the president in the Captain America New World Order. So. Oh, the the president. He'll be the president. So Harrison Ford will have played the president how many times now? Exactly. <laughs> I think twice. I think this will be his second time playing the president of the United States. It must be a a thing he does now. Possibly. Yeah. You know, that, He's done it twice. <laughs> that that in Get off my, Yeah. We can't wait for a new world order when he kicks somebody <laughs> off of a plane and doesn't get off my plane. He, get off my plane. He kicks he kicks Falcon off the plane. He says, Get off my plane. So. I'm Thaddeus Ross. <laughs> Maybe I'm gonna be Red Hulk this time. I doubt it. Maybe I'm but, very tired, and I don't like things people like. We uh, they haven't they haven't even introduced Red Hulk in the MCU yet, but people are all like, "Betty's gonna be Red She Hulk." Maybe watch. that should happen first. I, I'm just saying. But watch out! 
I'm going to surprise everybody by being Mephisto. <laughs> ah, it turns out. Because there were rumors about Mephisto. So I guess I'll do that instead. <laughs> you guys thought, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> just let him be. the Guys, just relax. Leave him alone. Let him be Indiana Jones one more time. And then let him rest. Look, it's not like we're sitting there calling for Harrison Ford to be in these movies. I mean, you know, the people in power wanted somebody to be Thaddeus Ross. And so they went after Harrison Ford and was like, Harrison Ford can do it. They're just like, okay. So, you know, I mean, I would have just had Sam Elliott come back, but that's just me. It just really, it just really have the multiverse going crazy. It's like, wait, Sam Elliott was in the first Hulk movie that wasn't tied to the MCU, right? He's like, yeah. But then he was done about Ross in that movie, right? Yeah. And then his daughter's not Jennifer Connelly in that, but but Liv Tyler? Yep. Multiverse. <laughs> you know. Multiverse? She was, that was in the MCU. Not the Ang Lee one. The Ang Lee one was not tied no, no. to the MCU. No, uh, no. I'm saying uh, uh, Liv Tyler Liv is Tyler, part of the MCU. Yes, Liv Tyler was, but Sam Elliott wasn't. They could have just got Sam Elliott to come in as Thunderbolt Ross, and then I was just like multiverse because. Oh, and then say multiverse. Yeah, because did because did he's from the Ang Lee non MCU Hulk movie, but playing Thunderbolt Ross, who was at this point played by William Hurt, was an MCU multiverse. There you go. Yes. So. That's that. That was my thought process there. So whether they play Red Hulks or not, I really don't care. Like I said, these are rumors, but you know, I'm just glad Liv Tyler's back in. I care a little. I, I didn't say I didn't care at all. I just said I don't care if they play him or not. You just said you didn't care. They, I might care a little, but not enough to care <laughs> if it doesn't happen. If it doesn't <laughs> yes, happen, zero cares. That's <laughs> all I wanted. That's all I if want. It doesn't I happen, just want you to be like, it, I care a little bit because I want to see them. I want to see Red Hulk. I'm like, what's the point of Harrison Ford being there if he doesn't end up becoming Red Hulk? But I mean, uh, because Thunderbolt Ross is kind of an important character he anyway. He is. Yes, he was the, even even like completely removed from Red Hulk. You yeah. know, so what the point is is to be Thunderbolt Ross. You know, Red Hulk <laughs> is technically a newer thing. We've that had is Thunderbolt fr- Ross fairly for a recent. long time before they decided to do the Red Hulk mystery. Some might say Thunderbolt Ross is more dangerous as just Thunderbolt Ross than as Red Hulk, but mm-hmm. uh, that's that's an argument. Yeah, that's sure. Not, yeah. Nothing. Um, yeah. yeah. Nothing huge like that. Yeah. That, that may be true, but I'm just saying, I mean, I, I feel like he, Red Hulk's been around long enough to be established as somebody that they could bring into the MCU if they wanted to. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, so we're going to go ahead and get into the next thing, which is the theatrical releases for MCU, for the Marvel Studios for the this year, um, which... I'm not sure on one of these because I had not heard about this until this list dropped. So, of course, we That's already why I'm looking it up right now. Got um, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Media came out in February, so we've already seen that. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy will be out. The Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, excuse me, will be out May the 5th. Uh, the Marvels will be out November 10th, which is the movie that keeps getting shifted around. If if it if it if it actually releases, I will be very happy because I'd love to finally see this movie that's been supposedly done for a while. 
So it'd be cool to actually see this film and see what it's like. Um, on Disney Plus, we're supposed to be getting the Secret Invasion in June. Apparently, uh, Mr. Uh, James Rhodes, a.k.a. James Rhodey Rhodes, will be involved in the Secret Invasion as well, which I'm sure will be something to step into their eventual armor wars we're supposed to get sometime next year, I believe. Uh, September, we're going to be getting Loki Season 2 and Echo. We're supposed to be getting in December. And then at some point, uh, there's something on here called Mephisto Speak of the Devil, which I don't know if that's real or not, just because... Where did you get this this picture from? <laughs> this was on Variety ad, I believe. Let me check to make sure. An ad on Variety? Uh, no, ad on Variety. An article on the movies on Variety. I should have said I should have said article uh, ad because that that's not proper information. Will I think a little bit more scrutiny is warranted? Because I'm I'm now looking up a whole bunch of stuff and there's nothing for Mephisto speak of the devil. Well, that's a that's not true. There is something about Mephisto speak of the devil. It is a 2020 comic that came out in 2020. Yeah, my thing about yeah. that is it doesn't seem like it would be something there because of the fact that they that it seems like to me before you did any type of Mephisto as a series, you would do the Agatha series first, which they've talked about doing. So, because he's definitely going to be in that one for sure, 100 percent. Actually, time. this time, actually this time, it's actually gonna he's gonna come up and and do he'll he'll be there. Mephisto will be he's on his way, guys. Okay, first of all, y'all sit there saying Red Hulk's a new thing. Red Hulk came out in 2008. 2008. As far as the comics, as far as comics history goes, it's, it's newer. But yes, I do agree that it's been a few years, like 10, over 10 years, like 13 yeah. years. No? But the main... The More thing I'm concerned 15. about primarily is the stuff with like Guardians Three, Secret Invasion, and stuff like that. Like, if the Mephisto thing is not there, like I think I just said it primarily because it's on the list. But with Mephisto, like I could care less. We ever get a series about Mephisto specifically? We don't need a series about him in my mind. But that's just me. So, and also, yeah, it it just doesn't make any sense. And there's the, there's been no announcement right. for it. Why would it just be announced on this random right. image? I got you. I got you. It seems kind of sussiest among us, if sussiest you ask me. among us. <laughs> ah. So I'm mostly excited about Secret Invasion because I want to see how they do that with the whole with the scrolls and how far back are we dealing right. with and you know is you know we know Sam Jackson as Nick Fury has been using scrolls to impersonate himself and Maria Hill for a while. Um, and so kind of want to see how they play that into the rest of the MCU for the, for the show. So that's the thing I'm most interested in. I, I, I love, I'm going to love and probably cry a bunch during Guardians 3. I'm not going to lie. But I feel like Guardians 3 is going to be the end of something really beautiful. Um, I don't know how they set up beyond that because, of course, we know James Gunn is going to be officially working with the DC stuff, so I don't know that Marvel's going to want to try to get him back to do another Guardians film after this. So it's like they're going to have to go through and restructure that whole thing if they want to do a different version of the Guardians, perhaps, or how they want to play it. 
So, so what's what what a project out of the projects that we consider real? We we know are real projects. What are the projects that you're most excited about coming out for the MCU? Guardians three, easily, easily. Guardians three. Yeah. Out of this entire list, Guardians three is the thing I'm most interested in, um, because it's 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 gonna be really uh-huh. good. I can. Like so far, James Gunn's batting average with the Guardians movies has been out of the park every uh-huh. single time. So, um, even even the holiday special was like I love really the holiday good. Special. So, so I'm expecting nothing but good stuff from Volume Three. Um, uh, the the only thing on this list that I'm all like I probably don't care at all about is Echo. I don't care about Echo. I I think that we could save money by doing a different show. Yeah. Echo wasn't even that interesting in Hawkeye, uh, Hawkeye right. anyway. So, but I mean, they, they could possibly, I think they're going to probably tie that as close as they can to what they're going to do in Daredevil Board again. And so I think that's the reason why they're probably focusing on doing Echo. But even then, I'm like, you could just have that stuff carry out through Board again. You know, we we don't know what story we're getting because they've they've already said that I believe the person that plays Karen and Froggy aren't going to be in this version. So we don't know if we're going to get a Born Again that's even close to the comics or not. It could be something totally different. It could be Born Again, like kind of how the Spider-Man movies played on the name, like Homecoming and things like that. They could be doing it more as a, hey, it's Daredevil Born Again into the MCU. You know, mm-hmm. so we just, we just got to wait and see for that. So, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, I'll I be honest to say right off the bat, when they introduced Echo and they didn't have, they kind of played homage to it because there was a point where the dad was dying and he put his hand on her face and it showed the little imprint, which was an Easter egg to the fact that her outfit that she wore for the longest time in the comics was a white handprint of her hand over her eyes. So I thought that was cool how they played that, but the fact that we never actually saw that in the, um, story because it, it created an interesting visual whenever you saw it in the comics. I just don't know how well it would work in live action. So, but mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, I, I I know that like, um, having like homages to like classic outfits and stuff isn't like you, you want them to essentially be dressed in their classic outfits in these things, which doesn't really happen yeah it doesn't always translate very very rarely very very rarely do they even attempt to put them in their classic outfits and if they do it's either just a short reference or just played Mm -hmm. for laughs like with Luke cage and he and he was like wearing the yellow shirt and had the bangles on and he's all like you look like a damn fool and like, yeah, you do. <laughs> There's a reason why his look was updated in the comics to just be a cool guy with a shirt yeah. on. <laughs> you don't need anything yep. else. Now, people are like shouting at uh, Fox X-Men because they never ended up putting Wolverine in his yellow outfit but there's a i think there's a greater than zero percent chance that it'll happen for uh right three when that comes around mm-hmm. or they, they'll they'll probably uh, play for laughs if and when they do it mm-hmm. and like uh 
you were you were upset because Black Bolt wasn't dressed like Black Bolt for the longest time, and then when he was dressed like Black Bolt, I was like, ew, and you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed yeah. it. I ain't gonna lie until Scarlet Witch decapitated him from his head. But he he didn't get well, decapitated. Oh, okay, not decapitated from his head. Sorry, brains blown out. Like. <laughs> There you He's go. So Detached from his brain maybe was a better term. You know what I meant? That is a correct term. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, say better. I would say that is what happened. <laughs> he got his blades blew out because he all of a sudden had no lips or no mouth. And he must and he scream. had to scream because I guess he she I caught him in the course like, of mid screaming somehow. I, I still disagree with how that was interpreted because I don't think it was clear enough. Yeah, it wasn't. I don't think it was explained well because if it was the case that he killed himself because he screamed yeah. and it blew out the back of his head, yeah. that doesn't make sense from yeah. a fan's perspective. Yeah. Because as you said, his body is built in such a way where that right. can't happen. Right. And that can't and does not I get happen. It. But if she did something that caused his brain to blow out, that yeah. would make more sense, but it's confusing because it wasn't clear. No, I agree with that, but it's still what happened. Yeah, something happened. Something, whatever whatever happened was his brains were no longer there, and all of a sudden he fell over, and then everybody got mad and started trying to 1v1 Scarlet Witch, who she had already determined 1v1-ing her was not a good idea. And then she just, I mean, no, she just kept bodying everybody. She turned... Look, buddy, from a technical... From like a, a story perspective, we needed some but some bodies to get yeah. got. That's true. Yep. And well, who better than an alternate universe version of different people? And uh, and I mean, it absolutely ripped my heart apart what happened to Mister Fantastic because mm-hmm. one, I was super excited for the casting that they right. did for it. It's so good. And two. They did it to the best version of Mr. Fantastic. Yep. Like mm-hmm. it was it wasn't even a read that was that was somewhere along his journey. It was a read that had clearly become the man that he was always supposed right. to be. Right. A good man. And that's the read that we that we get that we lost, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yep. And hopefully the read that we do get will be a good yeah movie. yeah he i'm sure i'm sure it's going to be a really good casting it's just i'm sure there's going to be a lot of complaints from people that are all like oh no oh, he's such a jerk or whatever like not aware that he has to go on yeah work. that's another uh example i think brother of uh characters that go from like being kind of dirtbags to like going on an arc to being yeah. like a really good person. Yeah. It's so far it's Reed and Tony Stark yep. for you. Sure. And you yeah. love both of those guys a lot. The, the two of the smartest guys on the planet. Yeah. Yes. I love those yeah. guys. Tony definitely goes on an arc. That's what I was trying to explain to my sister who just is like, he's a womanizer. He's a scumbag. He's a cheat. I was like, where did you develop this all from the first movie? I was like, yeah, but he gets better. And she's like, yeah, I don't know that I'm going to believe that. I, I at this point, I kind of adore how much people forget what a character, like, how much people enjoy stories and then completely forget that um, that w- when a story, when a character has an arc, it's going to happen when it's written to have right. that. When yeah, a like Ahsoka. Yeah. And... Like, and, and 
like TV shows, I could kind of understand where people are like kind of coming from with that because a lot of times because it's long form media, you have to stretch that mm-hmm. out, and so it's a completely different balancing act. But with film, I I can't I can't help but be tickled about that, and uh, in a way, it kind of makes me feel better because it. Because sometimes you wonder, like, okay, well, how am I going to surprise the audience with making this person become a better person? Uh, and the truth of the matter is it, it's super easy. People will, like, it is so easy for people to just accept these characters and stuff at face value and w- declare them as either good or bad for a right. time. Definitely. It's a... The, yeah. It, it, yeah. Well, we completely went off track, and I blame Will for this. We didn't go <laughs> off track. I asked you. I asked. I asked you which one you were excited about, and we talked about some stuff related to storylines. But I mean, at the end of the day, we still talked about what yeah, we were excited yeah. about. Super excited about Guardians, Guardians Three, 3. And, and I think it's going to be a real big tearjerker because I think uh, this is going to be the big exit. Yeah, for them. there'll be some. We, we may lose a few guys. We may lose a few people. Hmm. Yep. But you also thought that Scott was going to die in Ant Man. I, I also did. did. I, I actually, yeah, yeah. I thought uh, with the way it was set up, because I I thought like you know that'd be a great way for him to make an exit, be self sacrificing for uh, for Cassie. I thought Kang was going to rock his rock his dome. I mean, he kind of. I thought did. Kang was going to mm-hmm. punch him a bunch, and he was going to sit there and be like, "Oh yeah, you ain't getting you 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 you, you, you ain't leaving here." And then he's all like, well, it, it, you're not going to win. And he's all like, well, I don't have to win. I just have to make sure you don't win either. And then they go and they, he pulls the sacrifice, which I thought was going to happen. And I'm glad it didn't. But at the same time, it'll be really interesting to see how Scott comes into the future of the MCU. So that would be dope. Yeah. You know. So anyway, we're going to take a real small break. and We're going to uh, come in and come back and do some more riffing. So, um, after these messages, so ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. Hey guys, if you're joining the conversation, consider helping the podcast out a little bit. If you want to go to the link in the description below, it's usually the first thing you see there whenever you go into the link descriptions. You get a chance to go to Nerd Kung Fu, buy a t-shirt, buy a pair of socks, buy some memorabilia from rock and roll, or comic books, or comic book movies, from Marvel and or DC, Star Trek, Star Wars, etc. Whatever type of fandoms you're into, check it out. Get a chance to help support the show. Greatly appreciate you dropping in on that link and checking out the merchandise and what you can do to get some stuff from them and help us out as a show. Appreciate you doing that greatly. Thank you for rocking with us and I hope you enjoy the show. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, and now we get to talk about uh, Zachary Levi. Uh, with the last week's show, of course, talking about Shazam, Fury of the Gods, we finally I was finally able to find the full video of Zachary Levi talking about the uh, concerns for not only the first movie, but the second as well, and how they were kind of railroaded. He never did specifically say, like, who railroaded it. He just said the powers that be did not allow for certain things to happen. You guys have watched the video. Uh, what are your thoughts? It's basically stuff that we already knew before. That was kind of made more clear. Um, Zachary Levi explained, like, he really wanted to get Henry Cavill in the at the end of uh, the first Shazam to to come in and, and be Superman. 
Uh, but they couldn't because the powers that be wouldn't let him. And so they had to do like a headless Superman thing and it was really funny. Um, but they they had to make do with what they could. Um, and it's just going to show once again, like Zachary Levi clearly has a lot of love for these characters and the comics in this movie. And he really wanted to give the fans like something amazing and we don't know who it was, but I'm sure it rhymes with Dwayne Hansen. Um, <laughs> just being all like, nah, guys, uh, you, you can't do that. The, the, the Rock says this. Hang on, Rasco bros. I've heard you've been talking noise about me. Heard you've been sitting telling the people that you didn't like me because of the things I did in Shazam and the, and the, and the power plays I tried to make in the DCEU. You tell me how you feel about it. You, 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 you like, I just would love to see that. Like, if I never would never in a million years when I get the rock on the show, but just to be like, who you been talking smack? <laughs> Y'all be like, to, and okay. It, if that was the case, then I would not play into his hand and I would probably just pull out some files like, well, so, well, Mr. Johnson, I'm terribly sorry about that. That's how, that's how the things are going. <laughs> but um, all that being said, like Henry Cavill was already like not going to come back as Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Dwayne was like, well, I want to face Superman because he's the biggest, baddest guy in the comics. And so he he was able to make it happen. Yep. So part of it is Dwayne having a massive ego and, and wanting all this stuff to happen. But also, the higher-ups let him do it. The higher-ups, like, acquiesced to his requests. And they didn't do it for Zachary. And Zachary... Like it's it's so clear that Zachary knows way more about comics and this uh, franchise and this series and all of that, and I'm hard pressed to believe that Dwayne Johnson has anywhere near as deep a knowledge as Zachary Levi clearly has, but because he's the biggest baddest guy right now and he's. Oh, Mr. Movie Star, they bring in all the money. Franchise Viagra. Franchise Viagra. <laughs> oh, if only that worked. <laughs> no, of course it didn't work because someone's ego got in the way. I mean, the Fast and, and Furious franchise didn't get more off of him being in it, really, I don't think. I mean, it's kind of survived him. Yeah. And so it's... Well, it still clearly wants him around enough to give him and Jason Statham their own movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say the biggest star out of that was still Idris Elba. Uh, well, you'll say that, but of course the say. money doesn't necessarily say the that. The money doesn't say any of them did well because it didn't do that hot. It's not like we're getting a sequel. No. But, um, yeah, Zach was just kind of reiterating without really mentioning anybody in particular, but we all kind of know who he was talking about. Right. And like, yeah, it's just, it makes me upset. 
And I, I talked about this then last week as well. It was, uh, it's annoying to me to see it be that way. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh, Smider, your thoughts? Well, they're pretty reflective of what Jingles was saying. I, I, I think about um, just this level of drama, and look, it's obvious that we're going to be getting a new universe anyway, and the Shazam Two is already plagued with. This air of, well, why should I bother to go watch it? They're going to go reboot it anyway. True. Which should not be the audience's attitude. The audience's attitude should just be, oh, I wonder if this is going to be good. Yeah. And should just sit on that. But with all this other stuff going on in the background, like like we roll our eyes at the idea of um, The Rock being like this to the audience or being like this to the franchise. But you also have to understand that the rock is a megastar outside of the DCEU. And he has been for quite some time. So it's no shock to me that a guy like him who came in later than Zachary Levy is uh, has way more pull and way more industry control. The guy was an executive producer on Black Adam. True. So it's obvious that he's got a lot of pull behind the scenes on that, which is going to be changing soon. Yeah. I mean, Seven Punch uh, Productions, I don't think we'll be being involved in any of the other James Gunn type stuff going forward, so. Sorry. The best that we can hope is that he doesn't carry it over into the new James Gunn properties. Fair enough. Uh, I one thing I did not say during the review of Shazam Fury of the Gods, which I thought about recently, I almost wish that since we weren't getting any of the movies and stuff um, until 2024 that are really in the new era officially. Um, I know they've gone back and said certain movies were going to fit in that era beyond, but they didn't have to have announced that. I wish they had waited a year. I wish they'd waited till the end of 2023 to say, we're doing this. And then by the time they announce these movies, you've got some stuff that's already in like post-production and you're going to show trailers and you can show other things, not just a, hey, this is, these are the projects we're going to be doing, you know? And then that way you didn't have that whole um, thing that occurred where, you know, now it's like, well, you know, it's Shazam, not, we don't know if Zachary Levi is coming back and Shazam. We don't know if any of these people are coming back for this movie. We don't know if they're even going to have a Shazam in the James Gunn version of this universe and Peter Safran's version of the universe. So why do we care? You know, that type of thing. And so that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at on it. Uh, they did have a small leak of the Blue Beetle mini trailer that I do believe we're getting a full trailer tomorrow as time of recording is the 3rd of April. 
And so, do we want to talk about what we saw just in a little thing, or do we want to wait until, say, next week once we've seen the full trailer? I want to wait. I would I would wait just because it's a leak, and I don't like talking about leaks Fair because enough. that encourages people to seek out more leaks. Okay. And I ain't about that life. Fair enough. So, then let's wait till next week once the trailer is fully out, and we can talk about the Blue Beetle trailer um, and what we think about it, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about today, gentlemen, is uh, so it, it you know it is WrestleMania weekend at the time of recording it, but I thought you know I know that the that the that the bros are not super big WWF slash E fans, and so I was like you know what there's got to be something out there that we can talk about wrestling related but not common, um, and apparently back in the nineties back there at the time when WCW was around. Uh, Hulk Hogan at the Mall of America, as well as other places, um, had a restaurant open called Hulk Hogan's Pasta Mania. And I just want to kind of go over some of the stuff that's on their menu um, and and do, just talk a little bit about that because I just think it's hilarious. I know there was a whole episode of WCW dedicated to this whole Mall of America thing where Eric Bischoff is out there interviewing uh, Hulk Hogan, he was talking about, I've eaten so many pasta U's and pasta U's and Hulk Roos and Hulk Do's and all this stuff. I'm like, what's a Hulk Do? But anyway, so I just thought it was an interesting story to kind of talk about a little bit. Um, so, for example, they had the the special menu for the little pasta maniacs, brother. <laughs> and uh, they had a free beverage with the purchase of any pasta platter. And let me look at this menu that they've got here. We got the, so they've got pastas, angel hair shells, nuggets, which I'm like, what's a nugget pasta? Is that a thing? I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, fettuccine, of course, penne. Uh, then they had sauces. They had marinara, alfredo, pesto, white clam sauce, and garlic and oil. Uh, served with salad and bread, dude. Um, yeah, international pasta. Which I'm like, international pastas though? Because Swedish meatballs, is that a pasta dish? I don't know. Hey, look, man, I'm not, I'm willing to accept any sort of crazy recipe <laughs> or food item that they've slapped on there just to get more sales out of Hulk Hogan and Hulkamania. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, spaghetti and meatballs is, it's got meatballs on it, right? Yeah. My God. So, yeah, but I didn't know if there was, like, Swedish meatballs. I've had Swedish meatballs just by themselves. I didn't realize that was a pasta dish. But, I mean, I guess it could be. Uh, pasta Mexicana. Uh, turkey, tetrazzini, beef stroganoff. Get yourself some beef stroganoff, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then you have Hulk Hogan's Power Pasta. Man, this I wish this had lasted. But, of course, you, it wouldn't be these prices because it's, like, four ninety nine. For these things, um, penne pasta, chicken, veggies, and your choice of sauce, chicken marinara, and fettuccine primavera, and then of course you could add sides, brother. Um, get yourself some uh, added attractions like you could add chicken for a buck twenty-five. You could add veggies for ninety-five cents. Or you could add a meatball, add meatballs for a dollar twenty-five, brother. And you got side dishes like bread, pasta, side sauce, salad. <laughs> Garlic dipping sauce and pasta sauce, and then a hoka rooney and cheese, cheeseburger pasta, and a hoka use or hokios. I don't hokios, hokios, hokios. I imagine is what it is. And I'm sitting there looking at this, and I'm going, 
This is wild. So here's the ultimate question I'm going to ask you guys. If you were, like, like say, Snyder writes the book, the book does extraordinarily well to the point where you're just touring all over the place to talk about They want to option it for a movie. Jingles has come in and done art for it and all this other stuff and everything. Jingles is getting hired on for all sorts of crazy projects. And you guys get big enough to where you can just be like, I want to start a restaurant of some kind. Just a celebrity restaurant of some kind. What kind of restaurant would it be? What kind of restaurant would it be? Well, definitely. Like, it, it would have to be, like, a food that I really like and would want to eat a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's hard to say. Kind of like Wahlburgers, just, it's just a good burger place. Uh-huh. It's yep. not, like, it's not really themed a whole lot. It's just, you know, it's the yeah business. Yeah. Um. So, possibly like a burger place of some kind, or like a diner esque place. I think that's what I would go with. Uh huh. Well, we'll call it Dexter's Diner. Yeah. Go, <laughs> what do you know? Fresh, <laughs> fresh squeezed Jawa juice every day. Just got to figure out how to keep Gross. Disney from coming after you. Oh well, uh, we'll just we just won't mention the it's that's where we got the name. Oh, okay, there you go. Le- legally distinct. Yep. Disney doesn't have to know. Don't yep. tell Disney. <laughs> um, but on all seriousness, I I would imagine something like a diner probably. I think that would be what I would go with because diners have like uh, a relatively diverse menu. Uh huh. So I think that's that's what I would do. I, I would go with something like a diner. What about you, brother? I think a cafe. Yeah, we've also talked that. Well, he said restaurant, so I was all like, well, it has to be food, and I didn't even think yeah, about it. Yeah, I, I am altering the deal. Pray, Pray do not I do alter not it folder. Alter it further. <laughs> um, because we, we've talked about actually like having a cafe in the in the past. Yes. Um, specifically, like a cafe and like either um, like game store slash bookstore slash comic shop kind of deal. Um, very. It it'd be like, I think it would mostly be like the a comic shop esque thing, but like actually have really nice, um, have a really nice like cafe. Um, section for it. Um, like have a have a big because most most bookstores you'll have like like a Starbucks and Starbucks has got like good stuff, right? But it, it's very like it's it's like fast food coffee. Okay, is is it co- like a fast food version of a cafe? Whereas like actual cafes have like places for you to sit down and like read or as Smider would probably do uh, work on his screenplay for five years. Mm, um, wonderful. And hoping like, I don't know, Touchstone Pictures might 
contact him one day. Ah. It's, it'll be very sad. Yes. It'll be a very sad. But you'll you'll come in with your turtleneck. Yes. And and your your uh beret. Mmm. Classic. Classic mm-hmm. interpretation. You'll have you'll have a vape pen. <laughs> oh my. Because I was gonna say a, a cigarette, Mixing but you can't up. smoke inside anymore. Yeah. Not in the US. So yeah. there you go. Um and and uh, you would always have like, like you you'd have one of those like really round cups that are like they're eff- effectively like small soup bowls but with a handle on it. Uh-huh. For my coffee. Yeah, but it's like a latte. Yeah. Um, and I, I would have with two hands. I would have like really nice pastries, and really nice sandwiches. Uh, really have it be a place where people can come in and like hang out. Mm-hmm. Slash also buy books. Yes. Um, I'd like that. I'd like that a lot. Also possibly like having attached like um, like a tabletop gaming space. Uh-huh. Mm. I like that too. Something like that. Like an area for, for people to come in and do Adventurers League um, D&D sessions or uh, Pathfinder or other things. Uh, well, our local comic shop has uh, everything downstairs is just like the comics area, and it's a nice big area for the comics. Uh-huh. But upstairs is where they have all the Warhammer table stuff, and they have Warhammer stuff happen. I think it's every week. Gotcha. Um, but I could be wrong there. Uh, and so I would I would like to do something like that. But the idea of like cafe and have like a nice like selection of of drinks and um like snacks and stuff. Yeah. Okay. That's that's that I we've talked about like wanting to actually do something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I think for me in all honesty even though Will Smith kind of ruined the song for me in a way, but uh, I would love to have like a all year round kind of temperature controlled place indoors. Where you could have like you could have it set up to where it's like the picnic type thing, like a summertime picnic, call it summertime, where people can come in and get stuff that's typically summertimey food. Like, okay, yeah, I know it's thirty degrees outside, but who doesn't like a good grilled hot dog and you know some nice sautéed onions with a with a hot a chili dog or whatever, and like a bowl of ice cream with the kids. Yeah, something like that that you can enjoy all year round, but it'd be more set up to where you've got instead of your normal tables, you've got like the tables with the wooden, you got the tables with the wooden um, seating areas and stuff like the old outdoory park type tables. And you got somebody that comes around, it's just like you know, hey, you know, we got your drinks here, you know, and you. Because one of the things I noticed, a lot of restaurants don't do carafes, man. Because if you can bring a carafe, what you do is you save the waiters and waitresses time, and they're not running around so quick to try to. They're not running around so quick to try to fit, refill drinks. You can have the carafes of different things. Like if you have a carafe of soda, like you know, if the majority of the table wants Mountain Dew, then you have a carafe that's big enough to maybe refill each glass one time or something. And then again, just when they see the carafe is almost empty, they can go back and refill the carafe. Hey, did you have? Dr. Pepper? Yeah, sure. Hang on just a second. I'll go ahead and grab that and fill the refill the carafe. And that way it gives them a little bit more time to get around the restaurant and have a little bit of a break in between tables. But just call it like summertime and just have like stuff like chips and 
you know, a variety of different summertime type foods that you can enjoy whenever. So that that would be my sound idea bad. for a restaurant type mm-hmm. food place where people can go and do have their summertime meal in the middle of winter if they want. You know. What mm-hmm. about that uh, that restaurant that was in the that they were talking about in the King of Staten Island? Oh uh, yeah, I haven't seen the, the King place of Staten Island. Where, where, the place where you can go and uh, you can get your tattoo, but also have like a meal prepared for you, uh, so that you can eat uh, after or before or during your your tattoo. It was called uh, Ruby Tattoos Days. Oh, <laughs> that sounds awful. crazy. Awful, just awful. That sounds crazy, but I can dig it though. I, I could dig that type of thing. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna get tattoos, I mean, why not have a meal there afterwards? You know, that'd be pretty dope. Right. Get you a nice big steak, maybe a baked potato, you know, some cheese on it. I just can't think when there's so much steak. I just can't think when there's so much steak. <laughs> yeah, that's just the idea. But anyway, I think we're about done with that. I think we're good with this particular episode of the podcast. Um, so, gentlemen, uh, last words for you? Let's see. Final words are from Resident Evil 4 remake, Hasta Luego. <laughs> then I will also do from the Resident Evil 4 uh, remake, Where's Everyone Going? Bingo? Classic. I haven't played the game, so my last words will not be from that. Um, but my last words will be from... Um, a more recent thing that I saw the other day. The only way to go forward is by going straight ahead. Behind you is not meant to keep you where it was. And too far forward, you're never going to know what that looks like. But you've got to keep moving to find out. So that's the, that's my last word. Thank you, each and every one, um, for your listening. I greatly appreciate it. And above all else, guys, do me a favor. Be blessed to be a blessing to somebody, guys. Take care. Thank you.